Dogcast number 51. Dog fans, it's Dogcast number 51, coming to you live from the bunker underneath Sanford Stadium. Me and Old Dog bringing you all the news you need to know about the Georgia program. And suddenly, we have a new favorite punching bag. He's not new, but we're bringing you all the news of the Michael Adams crusade against pleasure, the crusade against football. Old Dog, how's it going, man? Uh, I'm doing okay. I just, I tell you, every day, though, it's some kind of new revelation on what uh Fuhrer Adams wants to do up there. Der I mean Fuhrer. it's crazy. <laughs> you know, one day it's you know, one day he wants to ban parking on campus. Next day you can't plug your electrical cord into an outlet if it's uh, owned by the university. Now he's trying to dictate to CBS that they can't call the Georgia Florida game the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Can you I believe mean, it's that? Just, it has it has gotten crazy. This is the guy. This is the guy who hired Jim Herrick, by the way. See, for the for the for listeners that are kind of new to the show or new to the university or anything, let's go, old dog. Let's go through a little history of Michael Adams. This is the guy who fired Vince Dooley. You know, he's the guy who is trying or has begun the process to end tailgating as we know it. And this is also the guy, remember, who brought in Jim Herrick. And like our buddy Eric said, you know, the thing with the Georgia-Florida game being called the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, that's not something that Georgia came up with. That's not something that a a university-sponsored acronym or something. That was given to it by the fans and the media for a reason. Who is Michael Adams to come in and start and, you know, and and try to stop that? I mean, I tell you what, I am completely incensed by this latest revelation. Well, I mean, and, and the whole thing has just gotten, I mean, we'll, we'll break it down a little bit. You know, let's take the Georgia-Florida situation to begin with. Uh, and we'll rant on that for a little while. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I was reading the Atlanta Journal-Constitution this morning online, and here's this thing. It's talking about, you know, last year they found some Florida student beaten to death, and the year before that some other kid had fallen to his death or something like that. Then they throw in, but it was later realized that it was unrelated to the game. Right. They're, they're well, even you know, why even bring it up? You know, there are people getting shot in Los Angeles too, but that doesn't have anything to do with the game either. Absolutely not. But it's all designed. It's. I mean, I'm telling you. Here's the thing. Here's the problem, dog fans. These. All this is part of this of a of a coordinated effort on Michael Adams and his cabinet's part. To they are leading to a ban on alcohol on campus on Saturdays on game day Saturdays. The ultimate goal for Michael Adams is to have an alcohol free campus. Students and alumni and fans an alcohol free campus on Saturdays during game days in 
in the fall and during football season. Well, I, and I'm not sure it's going to stop just on Saturdays. I mean, I think he'd like to see, you know, an alcohol-free campus, you know, to boot. But what? you know, getting back, getting back to the Georgia-Florida game here for a minute because I know, I know you're pressing and you want to move on. No, but I'm not pressing. We got the time. more the more they have restricted it, the worse it has gotten. Exactly. I mean, back, you know, back in back in my heyday, you could walk in, hand the ticket taker a half gallon of bourbon and ask him to hold it for you Well, you fumbled in your wallet for your tickets, then he handed it back and he walked in. I've walked in with a cooler full of beer before, and I'll tell you this, there wasn't anybody dying. I didn't know of anybody getting beaten up, and everyone, you know, kind of got along. Florida fans, Raz Georgia fans, and vice versa. That's the beauty of the game. And the more and more that they put restrictions on it, the worse and worse it gets because what happens is you're getting a smaller and smaller area for people to let their hair down and have some fun. Absolutely. Absolutely, old dog. And just like like I said, it, you got to the way I look at it, I look at the big picture. It's like I said, it's all a coordinated effort. They're trying to you know, they're doing what they're doing in Jacksonville and just like you said, they're trying to as they're restricting it and restricting it and restricting it, you know, the incidences are getting worse and worse and like we're talking about if they're going to try to have an alcohol-free campus on Saturdays, then you start on this slippery slope of having an alcohol-free campus all the time. And like I was speaking to you about the other day, where does it end? I mean, and what does that mean for us and for the university, for the future of the school and the way our memories of the school and, you know, what does that mean for students there today? I mean, I don't... I tell you, I hate. I would hate. I would. I hate to think this. I hate to even say this. But it's getting to the point where I'm worried that at some point in the future, we're gonna not even be able to wholeheartedly endorse the school for future students and stuff. I'm gonna say, well, you know, Georgia used to be a great school. It used to be fun. Now it's like it's full of the alcohol Nazis down there, and there's, you know, there's, there's not that much fun anymore. It's really probably not the place you want to go. How long is it going to be before, as we keep going down this little slippery slope, old dog, how long is it going to be before we have to hesitate before we recommend the school to prospective students? Well, you know, I I hope that will never come, Uh, and I I really can't imagine that happening. What's happened here is you've got, and, you know, I think as it proceeds and people realize what is actually going on, there will probably be a little bit of a backlash going on. I mean, you've got this guy that has absolutely no ties to the university coming in, and then all of a sudden, you know, he's supposed to start dictating, you know, what's going to go on on campus and not. And I mean, we've got, you know, two, three, four, five generations worth of people, you know, that have gone to the university, and, you know, eventually they're going to win out, and, you know, Mr. Adams is going to go someplace else and, uh, you know, start his temperance movement there. Too. Sounds like, you know, he'd be better suited up at Liberty University, you know, than the University of Georgia. I agree. And I can't say enough about the fact about how little this guy has to do with the University of Georgia, how little connection he has, how little reverence he has for the traditions that we've got on campus, the tailgating things that we like to do, the just the traditions, Saturday traditions that I've been experiencing myself for over 30 years. And, you know... It, I'm telling you, I'm just, 
I'm so upset about this whole thing with Michael Adams. And like you said, you might think that I'm I've gone off the deep end mentioning the you know where it's going to end. You know, I would have thought there was going to be a backlash when he fired Vince Dooley. I would have thought there was going to be a backlash when uh you know, you might have thought he'd gotten hurt by the whole Jim Herrick thing. You might think he's going to get hurt by this tailgating scandal, but I'm not seeing any kind of backlash or uprising amongst the Georgia about amongst the dog nation. I'm just not seeing Well, that that's why that's why we're bringing it to them. We're just taking this stuff, taking it, taking it, taking it. Just yesterday, our buddy Tony Kornheiser, he was on uh, talking to Michael Wilbin on uh, PTI yesterday. He brought up the Michael. You got Tony Kornheiser, who old dog, he's a friend of ours, right? Um, no doubt about it. Oh, Tony Kornheiser, Stuart Scott, we're tight with those guys. Tony's bringing up the thing with Michael Adams yesterday on PTI, talking about how this guy's like a Nazi on campus. He's out of control. Well, which he is, and you know, I mean, he needs to he needs to look to to history. Uh, you know, I believe, and maybe someone out there listening, if they're a history major, they may want to correct me, but I believe it was Kerry Nation that started the temperance movement. And, of course, now, you know, we have Michael Adams here. Looks like he's carrying, you know, Michael, Michael Nation, you know, coming along with temperance movement, too. And what he needs to realize is look what the temperance movement did. It, it concreted organized crime into the fabric of the United States of America. And I can see, if this keeps up, I can see the University of Georgia becoming just like Chicago in the 30s. It's already divided up between the north side and the south side. It's right there. You're going to have an Al Capone-like guy over on the south side and someone else up on the north side trying to see, you know, who's going to control the flow of illegal liquor onto the university. Who's going to control the gambling? Are they going to turn Meg's Hall into a speakeasy? You know, who knows where this is going to stop? Listen, there is nothing I know. If if I know one thing about Georgia students, University of Georgia students, is that they are nothing if not resourceful when it comes to the consumption of alcohol. We used to tape, uh, you know, IV bags to our legs and stuff like that full of the Jack Daniels and stuff. I mean, they are plenty resourceful when it comes to getting and consuming and hiding and transporting alcohol. How long is it going to be, old dog, before we have dorm room speakeasies, man? I mean, how long... Well, or, 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 you know, dorm lockdowns, you know, where they're going to come in and, and toss rooms, you know, looking for a beer can. Yeah, busting barrels you know, I mean, and stuff. You've got the untouchables in there with their sledgehammers and stuff, man. You know, and if someone can help me out, you know, out there, I mean, send it on in. At, at what point, what day, what year... Did did having a cocktail become a bad thing? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I mean, we're we're acting like you know this is you know shooting heroin. I can tell you, you what know, day it something. happened. It was the day that Michael Adams uh, was confirmed and took over as the new president when he replaced Charles Knapp. That's the day it happened, old dog. But I mean, it's it's just gotten crazy, and now you know I've got I've got a few years on most everybody that listens to the show. I mean, I can remember back when I was there. You know, the, the legal drinking age was the same age that you could enlist in the Army and go fight for your country. And our whole social life revolved around who was going to have the beer special. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were down at the station at T.K. Hardy's. We were at somebody's uptown. You know, if they had a 99-cent pitcher, we were there. Absolutely. 
you know, we formed a group called the Brewmasters and actually pushed to turn Memorial Hall into a school of brewery science. And had potential funding from Anheuser-Busch. Absolutely. That's not, a not real to turn, thing. Not to turn Memorial Hall into the School of Brewery Science, but to actually build a brand new student center at no cost to the university, at no cost to the state. Which, I, if I remember correctly, Old Dog, when you led that effort back in the 70s, that was a real thing that had like real paperwork and real backing from Anheuser-Busch. You guys were actually really trying to do that. No doubt about it. We had an offer on the table, took it to the state legislature, and we were told that you could not have alcohol uh, served or, per- or uh, sold on uh, state property. Well, let me just let's. I want to take a quick break here because, old dog, we do have a lot of new listeners, and I think we have a lot of people that are tuning in, and they're expecting to hear a lot of stuff about Georgia football because we are the premier Georgia Bulldog football podcast on the internet. But and, you don't think you're that stupid at this point, knowing it's almost the middle of summer and that there is no football news. Well, I understand that, but I just want to speak to why this is important. because, And I want to draw a distinction here about what this show is all about, because I think this is important. And I, Listeners, you might be thinking, why are we jumping? We're on this so hard. Why is this such a big deal? If you, if you don't understand why these tailgating traditions and why this whole alcohol versus family-friendly zones and, and why we take this so seriously... This might not be the podcast for you. You know, you might be better suited with some other uh, show. I'm not going to name yeah, any send names. Send your kid to Kennesaw. If you're, yeah, if you're the kind of dog fan that's really interested over what kind of 40 speed some kid who's a sophomore at a high school ran, uh, you know, out in Tulsa, then this might not be the show. We're about. Georgia and the the football program at Georgia and for me personally the party before and after the game and the traditions of Saturday of going to you know get a wrap at the Euro wrap and get a slice of the mellow mushroom and get some fries at the grill and walking under the arches and ringing the chapel bell and getting a hot dog between the Tate Center and the book and the uh, bookstore that stuff is at least as important as the actual game. It's all it's it's what a Georgia football Saturday is all about. And that's well, why we take just, this stuff so seriously. And not just that, but actually even a little bit more. You know, meeting with the meeting with the guys you met in the dorm your freshman year. You got one guy coming down from Greenville, another one driving from Savannah, some guy from Valdosta Another one from Mystic, Georgia. Another couple guy coming in from Atlanta. Maybe a couple guys from Opelika. <laughs> absolutely. Getting together in the same area year after year after year, renewing friendships, seeing their families grow, sitting around, having some Coca-Cola, having a cold beer, bourbon and Coke. You know, who cares? No one's sitting there getting fallen down drunk. No one's starting fights. No one's beating anybody to death. I've never seen any gunplay at a tailgate party. Absolutely. And, I mean, that is that is just part of it. It's a homecoming every game, and part of the homecoming is food, beer, and liquor. I'm telling you, I send Christmas cards to the people that sit around me in the stadium and have for the last 15 years, you know? 
I mean, that, I take this stuff really seriously, <laughs> and this whole tailgating thing is really a big deal. And now Adams trying to get CBS to remove the world's largest outdoor cocktail party title from the game because that's not the kind of image we want to send out. You know, it's just not up to Michael Adams. It's just not up to him to make this many changes this quickly, this fast, with, you know, by, by decree. And that's no, why we're hot about tries, it. And then he's trying to extort them, you know, by saying, well, you know, maybe the contract's up in 2010. Sure, maybe, maybe we'll have to move and, the game to a you know, home base. If the basis. city doesn't do this, maybe we'll need to move the game, stuff like that. You know, I mean, he needs to, he needs to get real. And, again, <laughs> this is coming back to the point where he does not understand the history and the traditions of the university. The Georgia-Florida game needs to be played in Jacksonville. It's a neutral site. You know, I know what people say. Well, you know, Gainesville's only 60, 70 miles away, and, you know, we're almost 300 and, you know, this and that. But, I mean, I can remember when we used to own that turf. Absolutely. We went in and we won. And it doesn't matter how close it is to one campus, how close it is to the other. They divide the tickets up evenly. And I've never been in that stadium where I felt there were more Florida fans than there were Georgia fans. I at least you. at the beginning of the game. It, it, it's just not. That's just, yeah. The fact that it's in Jacksonville, closer to Gainesville, that's that's totally irrelevant. But I mean, I just, I just, I want to explain to new listeners why we're coming out of the box so hot about this, and why we're not talking about um, Smith forty times, you know. But um, well, I think anyone, I think anyone that is at the university, or has been to the university, or has graduated from the university, or has had a parent or a child at the university understands exactly where we're coming from right. because they've tasted some of that tradition right. and they know what it means. And how and important it is. And the college experience is a whole lot more than going into class and making grades. It's the first time 18-year-olds are out on their own. It's the first time they haven't had any supervision, and it's a time for them to live and learn and grow up. Right. And you know, whether Mr. Adams likes it or not, part of that is they're going to be doing some drinking. Absolutely. That's true. I mean, you know, for a and lot as a, of And as a parent of a prospective student going there, you hope that you have done a well enough job raising your child where they're not going to screw their life up. But that's on you as a parent, not on the university or not on some carpetbagger that they brought in to run the thing. Ooh, nice terminology. Well, anyway, let me update everybody. We've got a, um, I've been talking about it now for three shows, and I've sent email after email, and, and I've left a lot of voicemails, and I'm not sure if it's just a scheduling thing. They just had graduation, and uh, the particular person I've got in mind is very, did a, uh, a commencement speech last week and stuff. But anyway, we have still not gotten, I don't want to think that this lady is dodging us, that she's heard the show and that she's dodging us. But um, we ha we do have a verbal commitment from a board member, my, one of Michael Adams' board members that was instrumental in these tailgating rules, instrumental in the Damon Evans hiring, you know, instrumental in everything that Michael Adams does, handpicked by Michael Adams to be on the board. We do have a verbal commitment to an interview, but we have not actually been able to get this person on tape. So I'm still trying. We're we're still trying to get this person, and uh, but it hasn't happened yet. So we're not going to sit. We can't sit around and wait forever. We're just going to get on here and bash Michael Adams and get you updated on Georgia on what's going on with the program. 
So that's where we are on the interview. You guys just bear with us. I hope, I always say it's going to be the next show. So hopefully it'll be the next show. We'll be able to get this interview done. But um, we're going to take a quick break, dog fans, and uh, we'll be back. I thought we were going to do that 10 minutes ago. I know. We're going to take a break right now. We're going to be back with some actual football program news. We got uh, some stuff about Brian McClendon and the pros and D'Amico Goodman. And, uh, you know, we've got lots of stuff to cover. So we'll be right back. Actually, we don't have lots of stuff to cover. Who am I kidding? We'll be right back with like three minutes worth of actual football news. So stay with us, dog fans. Podcast star. 
Okay, dog fans, we're back from that scintillating break. I know you guys enjoyed the song, the song about uh, Old Dog wanting to be a podcast star. Old Dog, by the way, we got a call, um, an audio comment. I'm going to roll it after the show here. People asking about the uh, songs that we're playing in the show and on the videos and stuff like that. I don't even know what song they're talking about, so i got to do a little more research on it. But our music, our soundtrack is starting to get a little... Uh, Starting to get a little play out there in the dog nation, but um, well, maybe we'll start putting together a uh, dog cast mix and uh, <laughs> you know have it for people to, to to pick up. Absolutely. All right. Well, I got a couple of things here uh, on my plate to talk about. A couple of dog news. Uh, old dog, you see, we signed a big offensive lineman from Irwin County this past year in the, in the 2006 class. His name is Justin Anderson. He's a 6'4", 315. He's going to have to do a little JUCO time before he makes the big squad. So off, the, off the Hargrave Military Academy. Off eh? the Hargrave Military, the home of Jasper Sanks. He's off to Hargrave Military Academy for the fall um, because he did not meet his graduation requirements. So he's gone to uh, Georgia Bulldog AA uh, team up at Hargrave, you know. So we won't be seeing Justin Anderson on the sidelines. By the way, another guy who we won't be seeing on the sidelines, you've been calling this, covering this thing with D'Amico Goodman? You were talking to me about him earlier, right? D'Amico Goodman, yeah. the uh, super speedy receiver we got. He was redshirted a couple years ago, and he was kind of a backup guy last year. But uh, they say he's going to crack the rotation, man. I mean, you got Mikey Henderson coming on. And Muhammad Masakoy is the starter, you know. And then you got Chris Durham and Kenneth Harris. You basically got Mikey Henderson and Chris Durham backing up Mo Mass and Kenneth Harris. But you got these guys kind of on the edge, you know. Sean Bailey playing a little hurt, AJ Bryant a little hurt, and that's giving D'Amico Goodman a shot maybe to get a starting role. He's one of the, he's the fastest guy on the team. And, well, you know, and I'm and I'm wondering if this may play well, you know, thinking that Matthew Stafford. You know, may see some playing time because we're going to need someone fast to catch those hundred yard passes. Absolutely, they're bringing us. You know, I mean, we got a lot of guys that aren't going to be able to run that fast. You know, when he lets loose with one of those, you know, hundred hundred and twenty yard bullets that uh, you know we heard reported that he was throwing. Well, it turns out this guy, um, he is a uh, he is this guy ran the four by four hundred relay team, so he's a hundred meter specialist. So I think I think you're on to something. I think that's specifically why they're bringing in. He's going to catch the hundred meter ball from. Well, you know, uh, sometimes sometimes pitchers will have special catchers. Right. You know, when they go together, right. this, they, they could be they could be their own battery. This guy, you could probably put uh, Stafford under center with a three step drop, and uh, this guy D'Amico Goodman, he could probably make the uh, hundred hundred yard dash there in a, what three, four, five seconds. And, That's uh, it. You got uh, Stafford throwing it to him, the hundred yard ball. Right, you know, on a rope. He's a specialty player, yeah, on a rope, exactly. <laughs> um, let's see. In other news, you've got, uh, like I said, Justin Anderson off to Double uh, A Georgia ball team at Hargrave. But here's a here's my feel good story of the day. I want to end up with this feel good story of the day. Brian McClendon, who was a really gutsy player for us. Um, Signed. He he signed a contract as an undrafted free agent with the Chicago Bears, which is where his dad, who was an SEC Player of the Year for Georgia, played in the pros also. He was a third-round pick in 1978, Willie McClendon, who I met several times and is a really nice guy. 
I just think it's really cool that Brian McClendon played at the college that his dad played at and is now going on to try and play with the pro team that his dad played with. I think that's really, really cool. And, that is a um, neat story. I mean, I, I just love that. I hope that kid does really well. I mean, he's really fast. He was third on our team in receptions last year, and uh, he's already done a Bears rookie mini camp. And uh, I hope the kid is really successful. At least I hope he gets a few years in the pros, you know? I just think that's a really cool story. Um, also, I don't know if you saw it or not, but Will Thompson, who was defensive end for us last year, he also signed as an undrafted agent, free agent with the Jets. Um, they're thinking about maybe using him as a quarterback since they didn't get Matt Leinart. But, um, or since they passed on Matt Leinart, that is. Um, the Jets have a really boneheaded front office. But anyway, enough of that. I'm not going to talk about the Jets. But uh, let's see. Oh, hey, Old Dog, you remember we had the contest uh, earlier in the year about the coolest? We tried to see who could put their dog cast bumper sticker in the coolest place? Yeah. Do we have a winner? We do. Well, I'll t- I, I think I want to make it like an ongoing thing. You know, I mean, I don't want to say we have a winner, but we definitely have a leader. Up All right. Well, to who's, now. Leading, who's, who's leading the pack? Big Dog sent us, and you can check the show notes for this, guys. I'm going to put a picture. I'm going to put this picture on the web page in the show notes. Big Dog sent us. It's kind of a grainy photo. Okay, it's like one of those spy photos, maybe that you'd see taken of uh, of Bigfoot or something like that. You know, it's a little grainy. But I can clearly make out a dogcast.net sticker right on the side where the stairs meet the fuselage of Air Force One. Air Force One. And you know, old dog, you're a big fan. I know you got this, you know, you're kind of tight with W. You can see W and Laura standing at the top of the stairs, and it's kind of like right underneath them on the fuselage, dogcast.net. How about that, man? Well, you know, we laid a couple stickers on when we were doing our interview. Oh, I know, and I'm telling you, I mean, but see, so he he probably ran ran right out and uh, and stuck one there on uh, on Air Force One. He probably did, but he doesn't get the prize. You got to give the credit to Big Dog, one of our most enthusiastic listeners. Big Dog, who designed the logo at the top of the webpage, by the way, he's the one who actually got the shot. You know, actually got the photographic evidence of the sticker on the side of Air Force One, which I just think is great. You know what I mean? The only thing that could be Absolutely. better than that would be a sticker maybe on um, the provost down at uh, Georgia Tech. Maybe we can get a sign on his door or something like that if you could sneak into that Al-Qaeda compound. Well, they got it They got it locked down pretty well up there. I know, exactly. That's why it would be such a big deal to get a sticker inside of Georgia Tech because, I mean, you know, with the, with the Secret Service and the CIA down there, it's, it's pretty well locked down. And speaking um, of Atlanta... Speaking of Atlanta, let's fill the uh, folks in. How was the trip? Oh, hey. I know, you know, when we did the last show, you were packing up, packing up the family, yep. heading to Atlanta, going to hit the big highlights, going to go to the aquarium, see the world of Coca-Cola. Hey, I tell you, you what. Know, how, how did that work out? We let's, did it all. Say, uh, let me, the world of Coca-Cola, how was it? <laughs> okay, let me, uh, let me first start by saying, the guys, the Home Depot guys, they have done a great job on that aquarium. Let me just say, I really endorse the aquarium. It is really, as far as aquariums go, if you're into aquariums, and old dog, I know you're not, but if you no. like aquariums, even if you don't like aquariums, I still think you would really enjoy one visit to that aquarium. It's not the kind of thing you're exactly, going to come back exa- to. I mean, having been to three major aquariums and not liking any of them, what is it 
that I mean, uh, what would you go back you, the for? The aquarium is cool, man. It's really cool. I mean, but, but what what is cool? I mean, is it is it seeing a magnified fish swimming around? Man, is it watching a manatee eat some cabbage? I mean, what <laughs> would draw you back to the aquarium time after time? It's, what I would said, make you hey, get a yearly pass hey, settle to down. go into the aquarium? Settle down, old dog. Settle down. I just said it's <laughs> not the kind of thing you're going to want to make multiple visits to. But everybody in Georgia, I think, needs to go at least once. Now, on the flip side of that coin, everybody in Georgia everybody in Georgia definitely does not need to go to the Coke Museum. Okay? The world of Coke, that gets a huge downgrade. The world of Coke absolutely sucked. I'm totally down on it. It's a total waste of your family dollar. It was total crap. From the sixteen year old video they make you sit through on in the tiny little theater to the relentless advertise, stream of advertising to the crappy selection of product that they have it's it's crap it's crap from the third floor back down to the ground floor i have to, i hate to say it cuz i love coke but i hate the coke museum i love the aquarium though the aquarium is great let's get back to the aquarium i was wrong old dog you were right Coke Museum sucks, but the aquarium is great, no doubt about it. I love the aquarium. Let me let me ask you this, because you know I don't, I can't, I can't remember if we had, you know, talked about this or not before. But, Here we go. You know, we are going to take be taking a road quit. trip. All right. We are going to be taking a road trip down to Auburn. Yes. Uh, we're going to be making Atlanta, you know, our our base of operation there for the trip. Yes. And just hypothetically, let's put it this way: let's say we're there, we meet in Atlanta, say about. 12 o'clock okay. on a Friday, okay, and we've got a little time to kill, and I say, Derek, I think I'm going to head down to the Cheetah. Would you like to go, or do you want me to drop you off at the aquarium? <laughs> Where are you going to spend your tourist dollar? <laughs> I'm going to spend my tourist dollar. I'm probably almost certainly going to spend my tourist daughter with the ladies of the Cheetah. I mean, Summer and Heather and uh, Destiny. I'm going to be down there at the Cheetah probably, you know, because uh, mainly just to keep you out of trouble. That's the only reason I would go. Not because I'm interested in anything at the Cheetah, but if I knew you were going to the Cheetah, I would probably go just to keep you on the straight and narrow. Just just to have my back. I got your back, buddy. I'm, I got your six. I got you. And you know, there's, there's some tuna in both places. <laughs> <laughs> okay, old dog. That's going to wrap it up for us. All you parents out there, if you've got kids age eight and up, make sure you've got your Bulldog, Mark Rick Bulldog football camp registrations in. That is approaching rather quickly. We're going to have video from the football camp, and I can't wait for camp. It's big time for at the Leonard House um, when the kids go to football camp every summer. So, um Old dog, that's about all I got, man. We're gonna keep. Now, is Jake going to camp or just the two oldest? Just the two oldest. Jake, he's you know he's six months old. He's they don't make they don't make any shoulder pads for him. We got him a helmet, but they don't shoulder pads aren't working out for him. So he's got to wait till next year. Gotcha. At eighteen months, I got him doing grass drills out there at uh, next to the Butts Mirror. So um, anyway, that's it from the bunker underneath Sanford Stadium. As always, you guys can email us at dogcast at gmail.com or you can call us on the audio comment line, Heather. You can call us at 706-534-1516. Heather and Eric and Astrid, maybe you guys could call 
706-534-1516. Old Dog, I'll meet you down at the uh, O-House Speakeasy, all right? Sounds good, and i tell you what, when you open that beer tonight, take that first sip and you stick it down, thank heavens that Michael Adams is not the President of the United States. <laughs> Absolutely. Go dogs. Um, I don't know what the song was on the website, um, on the video, because it is so cool, and I would so love to get it on my iPod. Um, thanks for doing everything y'all do. Bye. I just want to know why Michael Adams hasn't been kicked out of the Georgia Association yet. I mean, he's kicked them fully out. He has created those bloody new tailgating laws and so many more things that I can't begin to name. Uh, for all the stuff you guys do, and thanks for keeping the podcast going. Bye. Brought to you by Chili's. Come experience the art of the margarita at chilismargaritamadness.com.